Welcome, welcome back to Tailgates and Turnovers, the official film crew college football podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, joined tonight by, as usual, Bennett. How's it going, man? What's up, man? What's up, Gray? How you doing, man? Living the dream. And then we've got Gray joining us, resident LSU fan. What's Let's going go. on? Uh, Nothing much, man. Just ready, ready to talk some more college football, exciting times. Uh. I'm ready for that spring, um, that spring transfer portal. Yeah, spring ball two weeks away, and then the portal uh-huh. be active again. Yep, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Anybody? Great. Uh, um, great. How you feeling about Derek Carr? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> it uh, <laughs> I just think, like, he, I mean, he's in his tenth year. He doesn't have a playoff win, and like people brought up, Stafford didn't have a playoff win, but like you can't compare the Rams and the saints, like especially where the Rams were that year. Their, their roster talent is just completely different. Yeah. It's uh four years. It was only, it's only like two years realistically though. Right. Like, right. A, I mean, it obviously, de- obviously depends on performance. Um, but still though, I mean, we, he's going to be on our books for a while. Um, and, and we still have a bunch of players that are on our books for a while that we're paying after they leave our team. So, like, we uh, – in my opinion, I thought it was a bad move. I think we need to get back on the right side of the cap, you know, over time, like over a year or two. Um, take some time because every every offseason it's like negative 64, and we have to work our way and finagle all the contracts to get back. But, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the, uh, uh, the cap is a myth. Truthers are going to have their reckoning here soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, oh, all season, man. It's, it's, we're like into conference tournaments for basketball. Spring training has started. The combine just happened, which we'll talk a little bit about the combine here. It's, this is like, this is like the best part of the off season because you have other shit going on to distract you. But then there's also things happening on our side of it. So this is just a really fun time. Then we've got a lot of stuff to catch up on. Obviously, uh, been away for a while. So let's just jump right into some of the things that we've missed over the past, I don't know, month-ish. Um, first off, on a more serious note, uh, obviously, the crash that took the lives of a couple of members of the Georgia football program, uh, Jalen Carter, was arrested for that last week. Uh, not for that. Uh, he was ar- arrested for racing and leaving the scene um he's maintained that you know he didn't have anything to do with the crash which i hope is true like i i really hope that he didn't have anything to do with it because like as callous as it sounds at the end of the day it's not going to change what happens so you can only hope that the people that were in the you know in the area were not directly involved with it but just a really sad situation all around Dude, I've I've been out to Athens. I haven't even looked up where they were doing this at. Like, I don't know where they were racing these cars because they were going like 104 miles an hour. I saw something shoals from what I was looking at, and from what they I were was on reading, Barrett, they were on Barrett Shoals or going 104 miles an hour. That's insane. Barrett Shoals. Like, that yeah. that sounds correct. That I think. Yeah, I that's a, that's a, that. that's like a main ass road in Athens. Really? Like tons of apartments around. Yeah. Yeah. From what I know about Athens, it's. A, it's a pretty metropolitan area. Like there's a bunch of like big buildings, you know, apartment buildings, uh, office buildings. Uh, it's a big city, like, you know, downtown area. Um, I don't know how far it stretches out, but, uh, um, 
Yeah, it's all I mean, still that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's pretty much just downtown. You got Barrett you got some apartments and stuff around. Um, yeah, pretty much campus. I mean, stadiums on campus. Downtown is not far from campus, but then like, there's some suburby parts like Watkinsville. Like that's where uh, Met and Burger's from, and all those guys. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But that's like that's more uh, 20, 30 minutes away. Nothing else real close. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's a terrible situation, dude. Um, you really hope Carter wasn't involved. Um, and yeah, like seriously rest in peace to the people that passed away because that's that's a especially after celebrating like that i mean it's just it's an awful situation unthinkable almost you know um yeah yeah it's tough one to uh, start out on yeah yeah. and you know it's it has to be talked about especially right now because we've got stuff with the combine going on and obviously jalen carter he was you know he was a top five draft pick before this all came out, and there's yeah. there's a decent chance he still could be. Um, but yeah, I, you, it, it depends you, on what happens here. But like, it has to be talked about because it it has a pretty big ripple impact into what's going to be going on on pro and college football side of things. So, right, yeah, I mean, he's going to have to answer for that um, in team meetings and stuff like that. Like yeah, I mean, he gets interviewed. Definitely, but yeah, so. Uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot else you could say about it at this point. Like, it's just been, it's hard for, to deal with something like that, especially if you're a member of the Georgia program, like mm-hmm. just to have more of this information coming out can't be great. So hopefully yeah. we get some closure soon and we get, you know, the full picture of what happened at least so that we, you know, we know what we're talking about as well. Right. But uh, next up, we'll kind of lighten things up a little bit here. Uh, some coaching carousel things happened, a lot of them. And the first one is the most on-brand thing on the face of the planet, in my opinion. Uh, Iowa's offensive coordinator, Brian Ferenz, is somehow still the offensive coordinator. Uh, but he's on a personal improvement plan, which uh, anybody in the professional world, I'm sure everybody knows those things always go well. Nothing... <laughs> Always ends up going really well for whoever's involved there. <laughs> so part of his contract restructure included an objective target of 25 points per game. And if he doesn't meet that, it sounds like he's gone. So I know the Andy Staple shows obviously made some jokes about this. Uh, they call it the drive to 225 or something like that or whatever that <laughs> ends up being over a 12-game season. Um, and that's, a, that's what they need. Like if that, That's where the math ad, adds up for them to go. So... Do you guys do you guys think they're gonna get it? Uh, I up. Um, go ahead, Grant, my bad. No, 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 you're good. Uh I mean I, go ahead. No, you're good. I, I looked it up. If they got twenty five a game, that would still put them at like ninetieth in the nation for like scoring <laughs> last year. It's not asking a lot. It really no, is. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. And I mean I like that he's willing to do this because, like, it's fun for us. And I, I'm sure it's going it, to, you know, like, I don't know. It, it's so dumb, though. Like, all right, yeah, like, good, I got 25 today. Yeah, like, all right. We might not have won, but I got 25. My job's safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it's just a weird, weird clause to have. But I do enjoy uh, the balls to go for it. And I mean, I guess 
not that many balls because it's only 25. So, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, for Brian, it was either that or get fired, probably. But yeah, like, how how much heat does Kirk France have to be under just to even agree to this restructure? Like, because he had to be the one that put this to to his son. Like, you got to think he's feeling the heat for this awful offense at some point. Like, there's no way his seat is that safe. No, I mean, going like yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, and I mean, have you guys seen the stuff coming out today? There's a um, like a four million dollar. I haven't looked at too much. A uh, like a discrimination against, I guess, African American players against Iowa. And, like they're paying out, so like they're in trouble right now. Yeah, that that had something to do. Uh, I know the uh, the strength coach for Iowa. He was the dude that got fired because of some comments he made and then Urban Meyer hired him like the very next offseason. So I, I do remember that happening. But I, yeah, I just I just saw everything going on about this lawsuit here. From what it sounds like, Iowa may have just settled to get it over with. Um, uh, those are always those are going to be tough to prove, especially with what some of the evidence was. I mean, a lot of it was hearsay. So it, this might have just dragged on and on forever, and then they might not have been able to prove anything. But uh, right, and then you know, especially if they can settle before the public gets too involved. Um, public, public's involved. That two million of the four million dollars is going to be paid with tax, oh, taxpayer really? money. Yeah. Oh, damn. So, not great. Throw no. That, throw in that police <laughs> pension payment plan. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I was I was got a little drama going on. Some of it's fun, obviously, with this uh, stuff for offensive production, but some less fun here. Um, next up on the carousel, we've got Tulane defensive coordinator Lance. Is it Gidry? Yeah, yeah, Gidry. Okay. Uh, ju- I mean, just got hired from Marshall, and this is one of those life comes at you fast moments. Uh, one one minute you're the school. That's doing the poaching, and then the next you're getting poached. But uh, Gidry's going to Miami, $500,000 buyout. Uh, Gray, you're obviously more uh, you're more in tune with what's going on at Tulane. How are fans feeling about Gidry? Uh, I mean, they liked him, but um, it's mainly about the head coach and just where he has this program and where he's planning on taking it, you know, by staying. Um, so, yeah, I mean, people know that there's going to be turnover. Um, People can understand that, especially after such a successful season they had. Um, But, yeah, uh, everyone's just kind of waiting to see what happens, you know, uh, especially with who they who they decide to go with. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Miami thought they had a big hire last offseason with Josh Gaddis, bringing him bringing him in from Michigan when Michigan had some pretty good offensive production. Mm hmm. Did not go well, which, uh, you know, you hate to see it. But uh, if they're they're taking their shots on some of these outside hires, I mean, they're trying to replace the defensive coordinator. Have they hired an offensive coordinator? Or is Gattis still in place? Uh, No, they they got rid of Gattis, and they got rid of um, Charlie Strong. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, I couldn't remember if they'd replaced uh, Gattis yet or not. I'm sure it's so late to not be doing this. Shannon Dawson. Okay. Yeah. So they replaced 
both coordinators, well, the, which go ahead. They replaced uh, Gaddis with another Michigan man. So good for, good for them. Yeah. Uh, replacing both coordinators after year one is never really a good thing. Uh, so we're going to see it. This crystal ball experiment this might come crashing down a bit sooner than I think even we anticipated. Um, but yeah, I mean, $500,000 buyout that's for Tulane, that's good money to get it for. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes in Miami. Next up, we've got Garrett Riley heading to Clemson. Dabo finally learning to adapt, it feels like. Going with an outside hire, not promoting from within. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there were a lot of rumors that they were he was going to try to bring a retread in from the previous program, from, from uh, with some previous experience with the program, but goes completely outside and grabs Garrett Riley, and it's a little scary. Uh, um, Garrett Riley is a pretty damn good offensive coordinator, so yeah, if they can, uh, if they can unlock some of the talent that they've got, especially with that five-star quarterback, like it's it could be pretty dangerous. Yeah, no, I like the move a lot. Uh, obviously, Riley is one of the young, new, like, big OCs. Um, he's going to be head coach soon. Um, if if this go, this experiment goes well in Clemson, uh, I think that's his next progression. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like the hire. I like Dabo changing it up a bit because, you know, he sees the lay of the land. He's got to. Um, it can't stay complacent, especially when you have an opportunity to win out every year in the ACC. So, uh, no so yeah, I mean, it, I shows that Dabo's willing to change. So, props yeah, we'll we'll see how far that goes uh, with regard to like the portal and NIL and all of that. Right. Although I did just see, I guess Clemson built a new like NIL building with like photo studios and like areas to do video edits and shit like that and it looks really nice like <laughs> god damn it yeah. um yeah since he's been there this uh brandon streeter the guy that riley replaced that was the second guy he's fired so that's been uh what 11 12 years something like that yeah um but yeah jeff scott's back too as like a analyst so i think they'll get this offense back quick and pretty quick because they haven't like they used to have an awesome wide receiver room every year. They haven't had one in a while. So yeah, they did. I think that's, I think that's what they're really missing. Yeah. They need some talent on the perimeter there. Um, I, I think, it, I think we've all just kind of agreed it's a good hire, but obviously we, you know, we kind of have to see it happen, but yeah, I, I would agree with you, Gray, that like within a year, maybe two, Riley's going to be a head coach somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, uh, next up, speaking of offensive coordinator moves, Alabama, after losing Bill O'Brien back to the NFL, has replaced him with Tommy Reese at offensive coordinator and uh, also replacing defensive coordinator with Kevin Steele, who, Ole Miss, who uh, you know, Auburn fans are going to be really happy to see in Alabama red. Um, yeah, I mean – uh, I didn't. I didn't like I, losing him. I can imagine. It's. I mean, Notre Dame has replaced Tommy Reese with Jared Parker. They promoted from within after a bit of a mess uh, in their mm-hmm. offensive coordinator search. Um, I, I think it's going to be fine. 
I think it's going to be more important that Sam Hartman is staying. He doesn't, doesn't sound like he's planning on leaving, which I think the offense is just going to look better because we actually have a power five level quarterback mm-hmm. in command instead of Drew Pine. Um, but I think Notre Dame fans were a little harsh on Reese for how last season went on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, obviously not perfect and everything like that, but I mean, the fact that Nick Saban is hiring him to be his offensive coordinator, like that should kind of be an indicator of oh yeah, what the 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 college football landscape at large thinks of him. Yeah, I mean that that's very telling. When you get the goat coach to vouch for you and hire you as his OC, I mean that's huge, especially after the turnover that Alabama had. I mean they, um, yeah, they needed to change it up. So. Uh, yeah, and he's immediately started offering a bunch of kids that Notre Dame is recruiting. So, uh, mm. thank, thank, thanks for that, Tommy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good hire. I've I've always been a little more pro Reese than you know some other some in the Notre Dame fandom. Uh, there yeah. are a lot of people who thought that just because his dad was in the athletic department, he is the only reason he's the offensive coordinator. Which uh, might have been a factor in him getting a job there in the first place. Mm-hmm. But like he he is earned his way to being an offensive coordinator and his scheme and it's a pro style scheme that is really creative and how it uses pre-snap motion and pre-snap reads like it's a good offense like if you can get yeah. the players to execute it it's gonna look really cool mm-hmm. and i can't think of many better places to go to see that offense work than alabama i mean hopefully they got to fix that receiver room that's another team that could use some uh talent on the perimeter there but if they can get that uh-huh. well, it's gonna look pretty gnarly yeah, and they and they still have some uncertainty at quarterback. So, um, but anyway, also, I I imagine he's got to be a pretty good recruiter, huh? Uh, so that would be the biggest knock on him. Okay, going into it, um, up until not this past recruiting cycle, but the cycle before, mm-hmm. um, that or uh, yeah, two recruiting cycles, three recruiting cycles ago, when he brought Tyler Buckner in. Uh, that was the highest-rated quarterback that they brought in since, I think, Dane Christ, um, which that was like 2013 or 2014. So it, his quarterback recruiting has not up until recently been up to par. But that has started to change with bringing in Sam Hartman as a transfer. He cited Reese as one of the big reasons he transferred. And then uh, he got Kenny Minchie this year, uh, Buck C.J. Carr coming in next year's class, hopefully. Um he he started to turn it up at the end, but that that had been a sticking point for a while there. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Alabama recruits itself, so. Exactly. I mean, it takes a lot of pressure off of you when you have, like you said, the goat coach that's able to kind of come in and close that deal. Yeah. <clears throat> Next up, we've got Todd Munkin heading to Baltimore, and Georgia replaced him with Mike Bobo. Uh, that announcement took all of like 30 seconds once it got announced that Munkin was going. So they uh, they obviously had their ducks lined up opposite of Notre Dame. Uh, unlike Notre Dame, they they had their shit together. So uh, thoughts on Bobo? Uh, think it's an interesting decision. Like yeah, uh, he he did not have the most success. You know, the last people had kind of heard his name at large. So, I mean, Munkin, he brought him on, like, kind of coming in off of a not-so-good season before that. And mm-hmm. so, <clears throat> you know, maybe this is just going to be another thing where 
now it's the Kirby Clinic. Uh, you got Saban and Kirby running coaching rehabilitation clinics, and maybe this is just going to be the next step in it. Um, I, I'm curious to see how, if at all, this changes what Georgia looks like on offense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not familiar with the system, so I don't know. But um, it, it always changing an OC. There's going to be differences, especially when you, your head coach is not offensive minded. Um, so curious to see how that looks. Um, you know, replacing Stetson Bennett. Uh, but who do they have replacing him? Do you? Uh, not Van de Griff. They've got somebody that's going to be. It's, it's probably going to be Carson Beck, Van de Griff, or Gunnar Stockton. It's going to be one of those okay. guys. But um, I, but there, there I, is a battle, huh? Overall, like Bobo was pretty good there when he was the offensive coordinator back in the day. He uh, he went to Colorado State. I, th- I think McElwain was there before him. And then he, I, it just like turned yeah, into a crap right. job. It just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Tough to win at Colorado State. Um, especially especially now with uh, with Dion right next door. That's going to be a very difficult job. But yeah, I mean, with these new hires at coordinators, like you don't know what the coordinators are going to do to adapt to the roster that they have, or you know what the players are going to do to adapt to the scheme that's being brought in. So going to be interesting uh, on both Alabama and Georgia staff just to see what those offenses look like, how much they change, if at all. Yeah. Yeah. And then North Carolina hiring Freddie Kitchens. So rejoice Browns fans. Freddie Kitchens has a job again. Uh, He's going to be the tight ends coach there. Um, Yeah. I mean, pretty harmless position. It feels like Uh, doesn't, seem like he's he might have some say in what the offense looks like just because obviously they lost Phil Longo and I'm blanking on if they replaced him yet or not. But um like I'm sure Kitchens is gonna have some input on the offense and you know based on it, it's gonna be interesting to see again if this changes at all from what they were doing with Phil Longo. Obviously that was a very high high production offense, high tempo. So if Kitchens is gonna like slow it down at all, or if he's just gonna try to keep keep doing what he's doing, um, but they the problem with North Carolina is not on the offensive side of the ball, and it hasn't been for a while. Yep. It's the fucking defense. And yep. oh, by the way, they did hire someone, Chip Lindsey from UCF. Okay. Yeah. So I I would imagine Kitchens is probably going to have some input on what the offense looks like. Obviously, not like a final say or anything like that. But right, you know, when you get when you bring a guy in who has NFL experience, like he's going to get some pull on that. Yeah, and it, it's always good to bring a guy in that has, <coughs> excuse me, that has uh, head coaching experience for sure. Um, yeah, you know the. Uh, yeah, and you can bring him in as a tight end coach. I mean, that's a steal almost. Like, you know, it's just, people are going to want to play for a guy with head coaching NFL experience, um, especially Definitely. someone that, yeah, they can give them insight on how to get there, but, you know, what what to do, this and that. So um, I, I like to hire uh, getting a head coach as a small coaching spot. You know, that's that's always a plus in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's not like Mac Brown needs head coaching advice or anything like that. But you right, know, right. For the coordinator side of it, right. You know, is going to he's going to bring some invaluable experience, like you said. Yeah. 
just fucking fall from grace compared to uh, everything like dabble. Everybody loves him right now up in uh, New York. So I'm getting mixed up. No, I'm right. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I, my internet crapped out. Did y'all talk about Charlie Strong at Bama too? Charlie Strong at Bama? Yeah, he's he's the newest uh, member of the rehabilitation clinic. Mm-hmm. Oh, analyst. God. Analyst. Analyst. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Sorry, my, my internet crapped out for a while. No, it's all good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's shit. I like that hire, too. I mean, if you get him on as an analyst, fuck it. Yeah, it sounds – uh, by the way, on Kevin Steele, it sounds like Pruitt had a lot to say with the hire, and he's just – he's, like, just in waiting until he's allowed to uh, – full-time be the dc after all the stuff in tennessee so kevin Steele's basically just in there for like a year or two and it's like kind of kind of like what happened at lsu like get out once after that's done yeah like, yeah yeah awesome yeah that yeah. experiment didn't go so well no, it did not. <laughs> oh boy yeah but uh last bit of carousel news as of right now someone's staying put chip kelly everyone's favorite recruiter uh, extended through 2027. Uh, I mean, I love his offense. I love watching his offense work in college football. And he's got Dante Moore coming in this class and one of the more talented guys that he's brought into this UCLA program. Like, it, it, if Moore can turn it on and he can run this program, well, that thing is going to be fun as hell to watch. And I'm here for it. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I think it's the deal's fine, um, especially you know they're about to move to the Big Ten, so excited to see what he can do over there. Um, Hell yeah! Bring more air raid into the Big Ten. Just fucking mm-hmm. let it fly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, UCLA did better than they were expected to do. So you know, um, yeah, I have no problem with the extension. Yeah, I mean, Chip is really good at getting the most out of the talent that he has. His problem is he just doesn't. He hasn't given a shit about bringing in the talent. So if he can fix that, and yeah. if being in the Big Ten helps with that, then maybe they'll be able to do some really big things. I think. Um, I think NIL might be Chip Kelly's best friend. He just doesn't really have to recruit anymore. Um, and then yeah. just get tra- like you were talking about. Uh, Bobo, his son played for him last year. He was fucking awesome at a uh, wide receiver. Yeah. Transferred yeah. over from I think Duke, so yeah, just transfer portal and nil for Kelly, and he don't have to worry about recruiting. He can just do what he wants to. Between that scheme, living in LA and being in the Big Ten, like UCLA should be one of those programs that recruits itself too. Like they're Jordan yeah. Brand, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like that's just another thing. They're, like, they're Jordan Brand. They're the they're the number one public school in the nation, like every year. Yeah, Academic Chip Kelly wise. should not have to be. Re- he shouldn't have to recruit. No. Uh, I'd still like for him to put in some effort, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that looks like that's it for the coaching carousel for now. Um, next up, we've got realignment talk because this shit is never going to end. A uh, couple things with the Pac-12. Um, it's been reported that they're trying to add SMU and San Diego State. And, you know, that would be – those would be good ads for the conference. Uh, those are some quality programs that have been, you know, kind of a thorn in the side of some Pac-12 teams for a while. So adding those guys and giving them – that would give them a little bit of juice with recruiting. Like, that could, that could make for a fun addition to the conference. Um, it's needed, though. Like, they need to add people. 
Yeah, yeah they're they, getting they, gutted. Yeah, they said they need to add people just yeah. for their media rights deal. Um, but, I mean, I, I think the schools I've seen are like San Diego State, SMU, Fresno State, and Colorado State. I mean, like, that's that ain't going to do it. BYU's doing a big ball, right? Or are they? Yes. Yeah. I was about to say, that could be a potential ad, but never mind. Nope. There's, there, there's it's slim pickings right now. Notre Dame and then uh, Idaho's there. <laughs> oh, Randall's. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's really tough right now. I mean, Hawaii's out there. Um, yeah, it's Hawaii. It, it that would like, be, honestly, that would not be the worst thing to add them. I I, um, I, I left this off here. I, I guess they just shut down the um, Hawaii stadium for for good. They're they're building a new spot, but the um, yeah, this place is officially done. Damn. Yeah, I knew they were building a new one, but that's uh, hopefully the new one looks really nice. That that yeah, the, uh, was a fun one to watch again. The the Aloha Stadium officially done. That was where the Pro Bowl was too, right? Yeah, I would win this year. Yeah, they're, they're no, when they I don't play, know where like, they're going to play when the Pro Bowl was in Hawaii. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe. I mean, yeah. How many stadiums do they have out there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But now Hawaii, I think, would be, could be a fun add to the Pac-12 if they're really like you know if they're if they're reaching for members, that would be a good one, I think. Yeah, I mean, out of out of all of these, it sounds like the Pac-12 is going to fold. Yeah, they. Which I mean, that's we've talked about that ever since we started this fucking podcast. Is that the Pac-12 seemed to be in the weakest shape out of any of the Power Five? Like, mm-hmm. just they got raided of their two tentpole programs, and. Because their media deals sucked and like they weren't aggressive about it, like it just seems they're going to get snapped up by everybody else. And they're they're trying to get a media deal now, but Time Warner and CBS both backed out. It's pretty much just ESPN, Apple TV, and Amazon now, right? Like that's and, and Amazon. And then, uh, have you all ever heard of Ion? It's, no. it's kind of like one of the. It's kind of like one of those like CW type channels. Like, uh, like, uh, heard of oh wait, no, I. Yeah. I have, I have at my grandpa's yeah. house. That's like one of eight channels he got. Yeah, yeah. I, but it's, it's one of those things. Like they've got like they've got like seventy local like teams in the U.S. But it's like it's one of these things. I think Amazon's only interested in the Friday night game. ESPN's only interested in the Saturday night ten thirty game, and then Amazon wants it all, or uh, Apple wants it all. Um, but if you go to Apple, you lose. Yeah. I mean, you lose all the coverage on ESPN. Like ESPN, you gotta have ESPN somehow. Like they have to be talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I like when, try to God. like like what I heard. Like the one, one thing they always say is like when when hockey went off ESPN, everyone got screwed. Like there was no more hockey around. Like so, if you're not on ESPN, you're just not gonna be relevant. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that because the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten is gonna be just fine. Yeah, they got they got the three big broadcast networks that they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be fine. But yeah, hockey that that is one because you never saw coverage at all, like on SportsCenter or anything like that, until the playoffs rolled around. Really, and even then, it would be just like thirty seconds of like a couple of highlight goals and then whatever the score was. Yeah, but um, I mean, listen, I've 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 heard mixed reports that their number is gonna be close to what the Big Twelve is getting. I've heard like we've got it on here. Everyone thinks that Big Twelve might get some schools by the end of the month. Like, um, I, I 
I think the uh, SEC number just came out. It was what, like fifty million per school for the SEC. Yeah, for their, their media rights deal divided like whatever the total was divided by fourteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they're. I think like the most they're going to get is like twenty three a piece, which just isn't a lot. No, it's not, and like. Yeah, there's no way the Pac-12 <laughs> is going to get close to that. Like, yeah. not a shot. They don't have – they've got Oregon and Washington. Like, obviously, you got the Beavs and the Huskies and everything like that. And, like, they've got decent programs, but they don't have big media draws. What? Are, what, what where do you guys think this is going to split up? Like, I, I think they're going to die. Where are they going to split up? Like, which schools what are you, going where? Yeah. Oh, I think I think most are going to the Big 12. Besides, like, maybe Utah might go to the Big Ten. Colorado, probably Big Ten. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just thinking about the, the top schools that are left are going to want to want to go to the Big Ten as yeah. opposed to the Big 12. Yeah. I would say Oregon and Washington are would be Big Ten bound out of that. Okay. Yeah. They might be able to pull the state schools with them, like, if the Big Ten was really feeling greedy. Mm. But – the rest of them would probably join the Big 12 or maybe try to form, I don't know, like reform the Southwest Conference or something. Like it's, uh, it's going to be tough for those schools like Arizona. Like it sucks for like yeah. Arizona because Arizona seems like they're starting to turn it around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Colorado. Col- Colorado, Colorado going back to the Big 12. Yeah, I think they got to go back to the Big 12. There's no way you can. The Big 12 is going to be looking for new members, and Colorado just seems to fit the bill, especially with Dion like that. <laughs> I forgot to say this. I, I saw something the other day. They were like, Texas should buy the uh, Pac-12 media rights so they can save the Longhorn Network. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, thank, yeah. yeah, thanks, Texas, for giving the Pac-12 ideas that they can pull that off. Um. <laughs> Yeah, the, if the Pac-12 folds, you're going to have a lot of schools that are left out in the lurch. Like Stanford, Stanford would honestly probably fold their football program, I would imagine. No, 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 no. No, huh? You being serious? No. Who, who's going to want them though? I mean, they could be independent know. before they're that. Yeah, I mean, I've got this whole uh, weird. We're, we're going to get to the ACC in a second. I got this whole weird. They're going to pull all the smart schools together and build like a second Ivy League. They're gonna have like Duke and Stanford and uh, Virginia and UNC. They're all just gonna be all the smart schools. You missing one? Uh, no, because they're gonna be in the Big Ten soon. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's. Uh, I I did see that there were some rumors that the, the ACC and the Pac-12 are should try to. Oh yeah, I did read that. It was uh, the former president of ESPN said that the ACC and the Pac-12 should try to merge. Um, that's can, so bad can, logistically. Can you imagine how fucking shitty that travel would be, dude? I mean, what's like, the what's the furthest west ACC team? Is it Florida State? West Virginia, maybe? Shit. Yeah, probably. They're in the Big Twelve. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Vir- oh no, Louisville. Huh? Yeah. Louisville. I Honestly, Tallahassee might be further west than both those. Ooh, I, it, it's probably close with Louisville. Louisville's like two hours directly south of me. Um, 
I'm trying to think. Tallahassee's like in the middle, though, right? It's, of the bottom middle of Florida. It's, the, it's not on the. No, it's, it's like it's like near the Panhandle. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't remember it being yeah. that close. It's like it's like near the Georgia border, almost like over near the Panhandle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's further north. Okay. Yeah. That's probably why I never travel past it. You don't need to go over there. It's all right. It's <laughs> <laughs> shit to do. Hey, PCB's fun. Well, yeah, oh yeah, no, the beach is though. great. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, Tallahassee. Yeah, Tallahassee doesn't seem like a ton of stuff to do, but yeah, that it would it would be either Tallahassee or it would be Louisville. That would be the furthest west. So I mean, both of those, well east of the Mississippi River, like that would that would just fucking suck for travel. Because then you go yeah, all the way out to like you go out to like Seattle to play Washington. Like, who the hell is going to want to make that kind of flight and? Typically, teams will try to take a bus when they can. Can you? That'd be like a fucking four-day bus trip. Fuck that. No, I'm I like, think um, they gotta like start building these pods because it's not just football we're talking about. Um, Basketball, like not not even that. Like we're talking about like the the you know like Olympic sports and stuff. But they gotta start like building pods. Like yeah, when USC and UCLA join the Big Ten, like there's not um, like rowing teams all across the Big Ten and stuff like. What you think the couple that are going to travel out there for, you know, I mean, tickets are expensive right now. Yeah. USC yeah. hockey's going <laughs> to finally going to have a conference for them. Well, especially Arizona State hockey is like unreal. So <laughs> probably, pro- probably better than the Oats. Yeah. 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 yeah they're leaving. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're not staying there. Yeah. I, I have a hard time believing that the logistics work for an ACC Pac-12 merger just for those sports that aren't football. Like football travel would be bad enough, but like you got you got two to three games a week for like basketball and shit like that. Like, how are they supposed to main besides like long ass road trips? How are they supposed to maintain that? And then you know these are still technically schools we're talking about here. Like kids yeah. have to be in class. Yeah, I, I, that makes zero sense. Honestly, yeah. that'd be tough, but. Um, there have been sources saying the Big Ten is not done with the Pac-12, which isn't super surprising. Um, Oregon, Washington, the top two targets, it sounds like. But also looking at Cal and Stanford uh, potentially as bait to try to get Notre Dame back in there because Notre Dame still has not inked a new media deal. Um, you know, there was a lot of smoke about what the number would be on a media deal like before the season started, but nothing really materialized from that. And so, like, it, they're still kind of in limbo. And when does their NBC deal run up? I think after next year. I think uh, 2024 really? is what I think it runs out in 2024, maybe 2025. Like it's coming up on crunch time. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be a bummer to lose that. Like that's forever. Well, and that's uh, like joining the Big Ten. Yeah, they should join the Big Ten. Like it makes the most sense. Notre Dame would still be able to keep their night games on NBC unless it was like, you know, a game of the week type thing. They only get two of them a week. Like the deal that they have with the Big Ten now, like Notre Dame only has two night games this year. So those are going to be protected. Like, I don't know. They need to, they they need to just make that move. Sorry. I'm looking at the map now. Fucking uh, Tallahassee (laughs) is way, way further west than Pittsburgh. (laughs) It's, It's pretty much spot on with Cincinnati, like straight down. So Louisville's still further west, but yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I, for, I, I forgot about Tallahassee, so that that was one that one was on me. But uh, Louisville, 
Yeah, that's going to be the furthest west, and that's still fucking like that's over a day's travel by <laughs> anything but a plane to get to the west coast. Like, yeah, that would suck. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Like, players aren't going to want to play for that. For no. in that. Hey, either, yeah. I'm sure shit wouldn't. Hell. But, yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens with the Pac 12, probably folding. Uh, let's move over to the East Coast. Speaking of which cities are furthest west, the ACC. Uh, it sounded like some schools are not very happy with the ACC's media deal right now, which is pretty understandable because it's almost as bad as the Pac 12s in terms of the proportion of what the school, some of the schools are putting into it and what they're getting out of it. Uh, Florida State's athletic director, Michael Alford, says that the school is tr- contributing over double of the value of the ACC's media deal than what they're getting out of it. Um, it's a $120 million fee for them to leave. I think Clemson's is the biggest fee just because their football program probably gets the most you know, views. But that's a lot of money. But if they wanted to leave, I'm sure one of the other two conferences in the area would be happy to pay that because Florida State's going to be one of those programs that, that it has a draw. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, there's always the idea of Dion going back to coach there. So, man, that would be that'd be electric. Um, if, just on that, to- on that topic, I saw um, they've sold 30,000 spring game tickets in Colorado. And um, last year they sold like 1,000. So like people are Damn. buying in, yeah. They got a ton. They got a ton of juice, man. And I'm, I love it, honestly. Like, people are like, I, I was upset because they flipped one of their ends recruit last cycle. Like, I was upset because of that, but it wasn't like I don't blame Dion. Like, Dion needs to do this shit. Like, steal some of these recruits from the higher end programs. Yeah, Make Colorado, good. Like, another good school isn't going to be bad for college football. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but back to the ACC. I mean, Florida State, Clemson, probably Miami, and the Tobacco Road schools. Like, they've got to be, they've got to be sick of what this media deal is doing for them. Like, you know, obviously your Wake Forest and your Syracuse of the world are loving it, but like these schools that are actually the ones contributing money cannot be feeling like this is a good deal for them. And, you know, it's a deal that they had to make at the time that they made it just to save the conference from folding. But it's not good right now. It's just not. And I I wouldn't blame any of the schools for leaving. I wouldn't I wouldn't blame them for just agreeing as a group to dissolve the conference, honestly. And they're um they're signed what, like twenty thirty six or something like that? Twenty thirty six and they signed that deal in like twenty twelve. Yeah, I know. Um, it sounds like Clemson and Florida State combined would be like like three hundred ten or twelve million. So like, yeah, Florida State's making up like another hundred ninety million of it. Um, but it sounds like they're trying to say they like found a clause in the contract to get out of the grant of rights, whereas mm-hmm. the ACC's just not backing down. Like this might go to court. This might this might it not could. end up well. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, three three hundred million dollars. That's that's not just a Jimbo buyout. That's that's a lot of money. <laughs> three Jimbo's with that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the ACC because in theory these schools are locked in just by how with how tight that grant of rights is. But if there is a loophole for them to leave, those top earners are going to fold. Like Miami, I would imagine. 
I think I honestly think Miami has a better shot of being in the Big Ten than the SEC. They're a research university. They have all the accreditation that the Big Ten requires. Like it just seems like a fit. Yeah. And then, like North Carolina, same way. Pitt is. I think that would be like a cultural fit with them. Um, I think Louisville would be a great fit in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. But and then like Duke, probably Big Ten. But then you got yeah, like, I mean, it would it would be a shame to break up the Duke. North it Carolina. would. I, th- I think those they, two would be a deal for basketball. They would still find a way to play that in basketball because there's just yeah. so many games. Like, yeah. Oh, it would still be prime time, no matter how bad those fucking teams are. It, this year, they're both fucking. They're, they both have like ten losses, and it was still yeah. on a Saturday night. Fucking. I was. Oh yeah, it was a good game, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, like it was like, like IU and Purdue were on like the two o'clock slot for that day, yeah. and they're both like top fifteen teams. Like okay, uh-huh. ESPN. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, those two teams would still be able to play each other. But I mean. If there's a way out of this grant of rights, I think the ACC folds. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like they're not paying them enough fucking money. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. It's a business. Um, like It has been a business for a long time, and people getting mad about like the money being involved now, it just feels kind of it, – like <clears throat> it sucks because, you know, in theory, this could be a moneyless sport, but you know, let's just be honest, the product wouldn't be as good. And yeah. like – the schools would be able to do half of the cool shit they do with the foot with the program. So this is one of those things where if you, if you want the cool shit, you got to put up with this kind of crap. Yeah. I, I, I like to think about like where these teams are going. Like, I think as dumb as it sounds like Virginia would be a big grab just cause that's more DMV area that you can snag. I mean, as dumb as it is Georgia tech too, with Atlanta being a market, um, mm-hmm. like Virginia tech's in the middle of nowhere. Like, um, Carolina and NC State, like they'll have that Charlotte market, like that'd be a big one. That's yeah, what, you know what we should. You know Raleigh what we should Durham. do? We should do a draft of the of the Pac-12 and the ACC. Um, we'll be we'll be the Big Twelve, the Big Ten, and the SEC, and we'll uh, we'll pick which schools that we would, okay. jo- we would join. We could we could have that be a draft idea. I like that. Yeah, like a game of rules. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, like the the schools just got to be kicking themselves just because of, you look around at the other conferences and the revenue share. And I mean, especially with the SEC, like the, the every school splits up all the profits and distributes it evenly. So um, adding adding a couple of the like, you know, Clemson and Florida State for sure, that would be huge for the SEC. Yeah, Clemson would be an SEC lock. Like, yeah. That- That'd be the quickest ad on the fucking planet if the ACC broke down. No matter how much Dabo bitches about it, <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> Co- coaches are gonna complain, and we'll, uh, we'll 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 talk about that here in a little bit when we talk about this SEC schedule. But yeah, I mean, this uh, we just got to keep an eye on what's going on with the ACC and what happens in court because I, I do agree with you, Bennett. I think this is probably gonna end up in court, and if the schools win, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, curtains for the ACC. But I think it's time we uh, we probably we move it along a little bit here. Let's get talking NIL. A uh, few NIL things related. Um, first off, Jane Rashada has had a hell of a winter and spring. Um, flipped from Miami to Florida, and then decommitted from Florida because the NIL collective there 
didn't pony up the money. And now he is at Arizona State, right? Yeah, that's where his dad played. Yeah. So he's at Arizona State, going to be in a QB battle with Drew Pine. We'll see how that one goes. Um, good 50 50 shot there. <laughs> uh, but this, this is where people who have a gripe with NIL are going to get a lot of ammunition with shit like this. And it comes down to transparency because this is not a transparent process at all. And th it's the most legitimate gripe people have about NIL is that as was happening before with the bag men and everything going on under the table, like all this shit's going on behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. You only hear reports of what these deals are worth. And and that's more dangerous anyway. You know, just if you hear, see a report and it's not true, people are still going to use that, take it as truth, you know? Exactly. And it's with Rashada, it sucks because it feels like this stuff was driven by people in his camp, not necessarily him. It seems like he's just kind of been caught up in it. And by all accounts, this kid is not like a loud kid. He's not a loud kid. Like he, he's a quiet leader. Doesn't really put himself in the spotlight a whole lot, which you know might be part of the reason the gator collector decided not to pay him because because he wasn't super outspoken. <laughs> but um, I feel bad for him honestly because like he's from Florida. Like you got you can't tell me that Arizona State was his dream school, even though his dad went there. Like. Yeah. Oh, he's from uh, he's from California, right? Oh no, he's from California, right? Pittsburgh, yeah, California. It, it, yeah, Pittsburgh, California. It sounded like he always wanted to go to Florida, and then Miami threw the bag at him, and then they yeah. tried to set it up with Florida, and then it just all fell through. It was kind of, and like you said, it yeah. was all kind of being run through his camp. Like, it's not okay. College football, college football agents have entered the building. Yeah, yeah. which. You know, Joel Klatt was on the Andy Staples show way back in uh -huh. a few months ago. And he he had a lot of good points. And I usually am not the biggest fan of Joel Klatt's, but I, I really liked what he had in terms of thinking about NIL. Like, there needs to be a commissioner of of college football. Like, fuck the NCAA. Like, they're not yep. doing shit. They took their ball and went home because they lost in court. There needs to be someone in charge of this, and all of these deals need to be registered with some kind of monitoring body, some kind of oversight body, so so that it can be run through, and that these players are not being taken, so that these players aren't being taken advantage of, which is yeah. exactly what just happened with Rashada. What's going to happen with other players? Like if this shit keeps on going on behind closed doors without any kind of regulation, like it's going to keep happening. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, like, th this is the Wild West we were warned about, you know, like, until there's regulations or rules somewhat set in place, um, stuff like this is going to be happening. So um, they got to get it, they got to get it cleared up and quick, you know, within the next two years, at least. I mean, at most, and now, sorry. And now, Governor Ron said no rules. No rules. <laughs> oh yeah, speaking of regulation, um <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you guys have seen the uh, the Onion article. Worst person you know accidentally makes a great point, yeah. and uh, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw this headline. Uh, Ron DeSantis signed a bill repealing Florida's NIL limits, which I'm not sure what limits they had in the first place, honestly. Because yeah, uh, I, I don't no know what there. It sounds like it sounds like there's no walls right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, it's in terms of like earnings. If if that's what those laws were limiting, then yeah, great. Like, 
get rid of that shit. You shouldn't be able to cap how much money a player makes on an NIL deal. Um, but, you know, obviously, without knowing some of the details, at least on my end, like, I, I just don't know a ton about what this build was doing. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, the stuff has to get reined in, and it, it's not going to be through the NCAA because they are just they're just giving up at this point. Yeah, I mean, do we think, like, shit, when does all this move away from the NCAA? If it does, I mean. Hopefully soon. I know. Whenever the, I mean, whenever the video game comes out. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, it's still 1 to 10. How how optimistic are you about that game being a good game? Zero. It's going to be mad and you're fucking NCAA players. I, I'd, say, yeah. I'd say six. I'd say six because they specifically said it's not going to be mad. That's, a, okay. that's my reason oh. for I'm at like a I always enjoyed it more because it wasn't Madden. Like it was a right, yeah. different right. kind of game. But yeah. it sounds like And I mean wow. honestly it I'm gonna have more enjoyment playing that than I am Madden just because of colleges recruiting, you know, yeah. all that stuff. So like if, as long as that's in the game, I'm gonna have fun with it. Yeah, my whole thing is I will put up with the garbage gameplay of like playing a Madden game. Yes. If the program building stuff is done well. Like yes, if that stuff's yeah. cool, like I'll I'll deal with it. I'll play the games. I won't be happy about it, but like I'll play the, that shit on the field because the program building stuff is what people want out of this, right? So, yeah, I, I'm 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 at about like a four. Like I'm not optimistic because EA Sports deserves zero benefit of the doubt at this point. Yeah, um, but there's always the chance. You gotta you gotta have hope. But yeah, so uh, good job for DeSantis, I guess. Depending on what was actually in this bill, yeah. Uh, give the kids more the money. Last thing, yeah, get the kids more money. And then the last thing, CJ Stroud uh, said that fans would send me money telling me to play better during this season when I was off social media. Which <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's that's great. Like, that. man, that that's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you got to get their attention somehow. So just send them money and make a make a uh, statement with it. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just a very creative way of getting around him being on social media. It's just a super grassroots NIL collective. Everybody Venmoing him money, telling him to exactly, play exactly. Like yeah, it's, that's what, it's mean, like the first first time you ever saw that kid on game day with the Venmo sign on his uh, he's just holding it up. He got like 15 grand, dude. That kid, yeah, that kid raked it in that day, 2014, yeah. probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But NIL, I mean, it, it's it's messy right now, and it does need to you know get a little bit of oversight in here. But like, I still think the concept is still sound. Like, the, this is it's being taken advantage of, and that's that's the fault of the NCAA and the member schools who comprise that group because they were completely content with the status quo until they got forced to change it. And instead of doing that, they just decided to abandon any kind of effort to make changes that were constructive and have just kind of let things run wild. So, mm-hmm. like, there needs to be some oversight. I don't know necessarily what it is, but, like, the, these kids have got to get paid for what they're doing. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. Um, yeah, I mean, it, there's going to be some shit. And, you know, it's going to get worse than it is now until they – do something about it honestly it definitely is um and it's that stuff probably is coming soon hopefully sooner rather than later but 
Yeah, that's about all we got for NIL. So we are going to move on to speaking of coaches complaining. We talked about that earlier. Nick Saban made a big stink about the new proposed SEC schedule that has not been officially confirmed, but Saban explicitly mentioned his three permanent opponents and started bitching about that. So um, we've got the list that Ross Dellinger. By what? I said they're they're tough. Like his list is tough. What's so Bennett? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. 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 No. I mean, some teams, and we can talk about which teams are the winners and losers in this. But um, yeah, it's uh, like I don't know what he thought was going to happen. Like Alabama's I mean, yeah, traditional opponents are are typically good teams. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, like Alabama, you're not going to separate. Auburn, you're not gonna just break up the Iron Bowl every year. You're not Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee was the one where I was right. Like, if they were gonna get rid of one, it would have been Tennessee. But after the game, the game that they just played last year, like there was no shot in hell that was gonna happen. Yeah, especially now that they're trending upward. You know, uh, Alabama needs to play. Like, they're the best team in the conference. You know, historically speaking, and. They need to play the toughest teams. Like yeah. that. It, it needs really to be great. that way. Sorry, Saban. Yeah. So actually, they so they have a winning record against every team in the SEC except for Texas. That is now coming in. They are two and seven against Texas. I did see that. Oh, really? So, Both of their wins yeah, came in two thousand. Yeah, so they got some ground to make up. Wow. Yeah, didn't How, wait. So, oh, okay. So this is this, this is going to be a nine-game schedule, right? Yes, a, a non-conference yes. game. So, how how are they going to do the other six? The other six, they're going to have. So, all right. Let's say LSU are permanent opponents. Ole Miss, A and M, Alabama. First year, we would have two. Uh, uh, they rotate two. Let me think. They rotate two every year, and then th- like judge the other ones. The other four per year. So, like, like LSU's uh, would be, yeah, Ole Miss, A&M, Alabama. And then the first year, we would get probably, like, Mississippi State and Arkansas. And then the next year, we would have, uh, let's say, uh, uh, Auburn, Florida. You know, and then you keep doing that, and then you rotate back to where I think it's like a four-year thing. Yeah, where it's a four-year rotation you're playing you're playing your non-permanent opponents two times in four years yes so they have it rotated out so where you'll you'll still play them twice in, in a four-year period yes much better way of explaining yeah. it. <laughs> I, th- I think i think they should have done it like um like english fa cup rules where they just draw balls like i i, I heard um i heard the solid verbal say this and just do like have a whole event out of it. Put it on TV. Everyone's oh, picking yeah, lottery I like balls. That. Pick lottery balls out. You're like, oh shit, dude. Like we got freaking uh LSU. We got Georgia this year. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, that I, like that. I like that. I like that. That'd be pretty but then, sick. But then like Georgia would end up like Tennessee, LSU, Alabama, Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, yeah. it's the luck of the draw, you know. <laughs> yeah, it would it would have been fun, and like I would tune in to watch that. Oh like, yeah, I've, dude. I mean, every S like every SEC football fan would tune in to watch that because it it literally 
determines how well you think you're going to do for that shit, season. I tune in. I'm not necessarily. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think exactly. College yeah. football fans to tune in to watch that shit. Yeah, and yeah. Dude, honestly, if we start tuning in to like, I mean, we've been talking about it this whole time, like two power conferences, they really need to do that. Like, I mean, it's probably going to be yeah. Big Ten, SEC, just draw it out. Who are we going to play mm-hmm. this year? And just, yeah. It's, I mean, Definitely. yeah, we're heading to like that NFC, AFC format. Like, yeah. So that, that would be the way to go in my eyes. Definitely. All right. A little thought experiment for you guys. I'm going to ask each of you who you think got the toughest draw, who got the easiest draw, and who got the luckiest draw. And then the unluckiest draw. So toughest and the unluckiest can be two different things. Okay. It, so I'm, I'm going to ask. We'll just go in a circle. We'll start with toughest draw. Gray, I'll start with you. Toughest draw? I'm going to have to go with LSU. Um, yeah. Just because of where these schools are at right now. You know, um, Ole Miss, they've got Kiffin still there. He's probably going to be there for a little bit. Um, A&M, I mean – they're just raking in recruit, good recruiting classes, so it's eventually going to turn upward, you know. Um, and then yeah. Alabama, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, I it's still the toughest draw, but I'm I'm kind of fine with it. I mean, yeah. it, it. Um, my ideal would be replace A and M with Mississippi State, but <laughs> that's not going to happen. So, um, yeah. but yeah, other other than that, like I, I, I think we got the toughest draw. Okay. Bennett, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I still think Alabama was the toughest straw. Just, I mean, you got to keep you got to keep Auburn and Tennessee there, and then LSU on top of that. That's just too much. Yeah, yeah. I, I think as much as I, I don't dislike Saban, but he's justified. Yeah, in his comments. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think I would pick Alabama as well, and then my. Two, my next picks would probably be either LSU or Auburn because I know Auburn gets Vanderbilt, but those other two are pretty tough. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're playing the two toughest teams in each division, so yeah, it's like I, and they play these guys every year anyway. But it's like, congrats, yeah. Auburn, you get skull fucked by Alabama and Georgia every year. You <laughs> change this, like uh, that's a tough draw. So, all right, now yeah, we'll you do... need a you need a prayer at Jordan Hare and a kick six to uh. To yeah. beat them in, a, in the same year. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. We're going to do easiest draw now. So, Gray, easiest draw. Easiest draw. I'm going to go with uh, – wait. Let's see. I'm going to go with Missouri. I think Missouri definitely got the easiest draw. I mean, they Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma, yeah, you can say that they – you know, it's going to be a learning curve, especially, you know, in the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um and Arkansas and Vanderbilt, Arkansas is on the rise, but you know every now and then they'll have a good team, solid yeah. team. But and then Vanderbilt, you know, we know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, Bennett. Um, yeah, Missouri for sure. And I, Oklahoma. I mean, they get Missouri, and Missouri every year. Hold on, no, Missouri. And yeah, Florida, that's pretty tough. Not, yeah, and it, it's it's really hard because all these teams are so good. Um, yeah, maybe maybe Tennessee. Just even though they still got to play Bam, they still get South Carolina and Vandy every year. Like, yeah. it's really not that bad. Or Kentucky. The fact that they get Mississippi State and South Carolina, they still play. They still got to play Georgia. Like, you still have one yeah. tough opponent no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Nobody got completely lucky. I would. I I would go Missouri. I'd go with Gray there. I, I think that one. Just. 
I mean, Oklahoma's good, but it's not it's not Alabama or Georgia. And then you've got Vanderbilt, which we know what Vanderbilt is, and then Arkansas. Arkansas is so streaky; they can be either, either yeah. a solid team or they can just be a dumpster fire. So, I would say Mizzou got the easiest draw there. So, all right, next up, luckiest draw. So, this one I had a specific team in mind here, and that's. I just want to see if you guys are thinking the same thing that I am. What, what, do, you, what do you mean um, by who, lucky Lucky here? Luckiest, it might not be the easiest draw, but considering who some of their traditional rivals could have been, yeah, like that you, they, they, they dodged a bullet with their permanent opponents, I guess is what I'm going for. So, uh, Gray? Uh, I think luckiest, I think Ole Miss, maybe. Okay. Um, I mean, they could have ended up, you know, adding on their, uh, Auburn, Alabama, uh, shit, even A&M maybe, but not, like, I don't know. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, the toughest opponent is LSU. Um, hey, all things considered, they avoided Alabama, so. Yeah. Okay. Better. Yeah, I think, um. Yeah, that, that one, like, the Arkansas Ole Miss games are always fun. But I, I think Tennessee, they dodge Georgia Georgia and Florida. They pick up Carolina and Vanderbilt, and then uh, they get Bama still. But the other two are pretty – should win games for them, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to go with South Carolina. Okay. And so, obviously, tennis, Tennessee was – is good. Florida has traditionally been good. Kentucky is usually not, but they've been on a pretty good hot streak. But they avoid Georgia completely, which you know, if we if we talk to our buddy Alex, like that's that's the team he fucking hates. Yeah. And then like you're avoiding, I mean, you're avoiding Alabama, you're avoiding some of these other that might not have been traditional rivals, but you might have just gotten the short end of the stick and gotten stuck with them anyway. And Florida, like, just being realistic, Kentucky and Tennessee, typically not great draws, and Florida. When they're good, they're really good. But I mean, they've been they've been pretty mid for the past like decade and a half. So yeah, I, I, it's not the easiest draw, but I think they just they dodged the most bullets with the way that they got their permanent opponents. So for me, for me, I do have pushback on that because I mean, those three teams are the next three teams in the East after yeah. Georgia. You know, it's a, so it's, I mean, it's a high floor. It's a high floor right. draw. But right. I think just missing out on any of the top, like the top dogs, is what. Yeah. Like when they they could have very easily been saddled with Georgia. Like I was shocked. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. But, yeah. No, that that's fair. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised that Georgia got Kentucky instead of Carolina or Tennessee. Um, yeah. On on top of those, because I mean, it's you know it's, Georgia has Auburn and Florida, but then after that it's kind of like Carolina, Tennessee, whoever's there. Yeah. So, it, so um, that, that, that's that's why I thought they dodged the bullet there. So, all right, and then rounded out, we're gonna do unluckiest. So, who who got the most fucked? Like, it doesn't have to be the hardest draw, but like, it, this one's a little bit harder to explain because it's gonna end up probably being the hardest draw. But yeah, you know, right to the talent level, who got the most screwed? Gray, I'm gonna let you start. Yeah. All right, let's see. Taylor, you have someone lined up. I'm still looking through this. I do. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Mississippi State. Um, they got Ole Miss, Kentucky, and Texas A&M. Uh, 
Mississippi State fucking sucks. Like, let's just, yeah. let's, just, let's just be real. It's not a good program. And, like, these are their traditional rivals, I would say, outside of maybe, like, LSU, like you were saying, Gray. Like, this is, this is a tough draw. Like, a super team in terms of recruiting with Texas A&M, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, and then Stoops over at Kentucky is doing really good things. Like, this is a higher – this is a high floor, and because Mississippi State's such a bad team, like, they don't have – None of these games are gimme games. Like Vanderbilt even gets fucking Mizzou. Like, are they going to win that game? Probably not. But they got a better shot at beating Mizzou than Mississippi State has beating at beating any of those three opponents. Mm-hmm. So that that was my pick. I like it. I like it. Uh, oh, I'll right. I've got um. Yeah, I've got I've got Oklahoma on there. Even though you know they got Texas still. I mean they draw Missouri, which is not that bad. And Playing Florida every year in the swamp or at home. I mean, either way, those those guys are going to travel. That's a pretty tough game, both ways. Yeah. I'm I'm really going to miss Florida LSU to be honest, Greg. Yeah, I know. I am I am too. Even though it, you know it's better for my program, but it'll still be there. You can see it every two yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean yeah. that that rivalry was just so much fun though. Every year it was a good game, no matter how good one of us is. So. Um, Two great stadiums to play in, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there, there's a lot of bad blood, too, there. So, like... Mm-hmm. Um, Those are the best rivalries. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, yeah I, I like think, I like that pick, Bennett. I think I'm going to go with uh, unluckiest. I think I'm going to go with... Damn, I mean, this is tough just to... It is because, like, you kind of want to just do the hardest draw. Right, but, right. But, yeah, yeah. It, let's see... But you can, like, if if you think that's the luckiest draw, then yeah, I mean, I think, I think, uh, what's it called? I, I guess I'll I'll go Alabama. I'll go Alabama for unluckiest. Okay. Um, you know, they could have put most of these teams only, you know, got two tough teams mm-hmm. and one. All right, here you can have this since we gave you the fu- short end of the stick. Yeah. Um, Alabama. I mean, they it, it's hard rivalries to to remove especially those three you know the iron bowl tennessee and lsu um i think if one of them got cut it would be tennessee i would agree with that um and you could replace that with shit i don't know maybe mississippi state or Ole miss even um but yeah i mean i'd say alabama just because of the they they're the only team with three toughest teams i think High floor, high floor draw. Right, right. And both of the, like, all three of those teams have been, like, top five teams at one point, and two of them have won national championships in the past, like, 13, 15 years. Like, yeah, and Tennessee's in the SEC championship game, you know, like, what, three, four times since 2000? Yeah. 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 So that, 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 that's a really tough draw there. So, all right. Well, yeah, no, I just wanted to see what your guys' thoughts on that were. So. Gotcha. All right. Well, yeah, that's it for the SEC schedule. So uh, we'll be fun. And honestly, like, I think they're probably going to not make these like permanent, permanent. They'll probably revisit these after, you know, two cycles through or something like that. And then maybe make some adjustments based on that. Because I do think part of the reason they picked Tennessee for Alabama was because of this game that just got played. And Mm -hmm. they know what trajectory these two schools are on. And it's going to be some fireworks. It's going to make for great viewing. Yeah. So absolutely. And, um, Shoot, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> so, yeah, if you have a thing to circle back to it, let us know. But 
We are going to move on to our last section, and I'm actually going to let Bennett take this one over because he has some questions for us about the 2024 season. He has not told us what these – so I'm very curious to see. I've been compiling that. a list of uh, questions for the upcoming year. I mean, it's, it's an ever-evolving list. Um, I've got them in random order, but right now I have 35 questions. We're not going to get through 35 tonight. Like, we'll, we won't be on that much longer. <laughs> but uh, if y'all just want to pick pick a number between one and thirty five, we can just do it that way. Since I randomized them out, pick a number. All right, let's go. Let's go through. Let's go through. Let's go through five, six, maybe of them. Okay. Yeah, just pick a number, one through thirty six. Okay. Uh, one through thirty five. Sorry, thirty five. Thirty five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go with twelve. Twelve. Okay. Here we go. Is TCU the new big dog in the Big 12 from here on out? Uh, next year, they'll be adding four new teams in UCF, Houston, Cincinnati, and BYU. Um, it'll be Texas and Oklahoma's last year. So there will be 14 teams in the conference this next year. But are, are they, from here on out, the new like big dog? That's no. tough. Yeah, it's yeah. tough because they need consistency to be the big dog. And I mean, yeah, like it, it, we just got to see what turnover happens here. You know, losing your stud quarterback and this and that, and you know, off coming off of a great year they had. Um, there's always going to be turnover, so it. Uh, I'd say no. <coughs> Who's it going to be then? Is, is it one of those new? Yeah, four? Baylor. That's what I was. Baylor? I was thinking Baylor. I think it's Baylor too, and I I don't know why. I, I've got no reasoning behind that really. <laughs> I know. Something feels just something feels right with it. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, you got Dave Aranda there, so Yeah. Which it's crazy too, because Sonny Dykes is a really good coach and I, right. no, I yeah, firmly no. believe that. Comparing the two, it's yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I think it's gonna be Baylor. TCU, I think it's still gonna be a very good team in the Big Twelve, but I think Baylor's gonna end up being the top dog for at least a while. Yeah. Do you think do you think it could be one of those new teams in uh UCF? Houston, Cincinnati, or BYU? Cincy. If, if Luke anyone. Fickle was still at Cincinnati, I would say Cincinnati. Yeah, but like out of those four teams, the biggest chance is still Cincy, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's not our, our national champion, UCF uh, Knights. <laughs> oh, no, we ended that run. <laughs> Hang, <your> banner. <laughs> <laughs> they thought Joe Burrow was sweet. I went to high school with that dude. That fucking Who, Burrow? Yeah, the kid that decked his ass. Oh, oh, the kid that decked. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking scumbag. All right, so uh, <laughs> yeah. one, one through thirty-four. Taylor. All right, uh, let's go. It'll be the twenty twenty-three season, so let's go twenty-three. Twenty-three. All right, hold on. Will Tulane be the top G5 team in 2023? Ooh, damn. I mean, it's so hard just because there's the top G5 team is usually someone out of the blue. Um, yeah. they and lost, they just they just lost their stud running back, too. And Mordecai, right? He transferred yeah. to Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, they got a – no, it's uh, uh, Pratt. Oh, that's right. Mordecai. Yeah, yeah. Mordecai. Oh. Uh, uh, SMU. Uh, he went. He went to Wisconsin from SMU. That's okay. where it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what I was thinking. Of. Yeah, they kept track. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, 
I mean, the coach is still there. He's going to stay there. So, like, they have stability. They're going to be able to recruit. Um, I'd say they're the betting favorite out of the G5 right now. Yeah, yeah. Until well, someone, okay. yeah, until someone. I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and say yes. I'll 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 stake my claim on saying yes there. Agreed. I still like uh, I still like those Roadrunners. Fucking meet me, and uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think Troy was really good. I wrote Troy. And like yeah, one of those Sun Belt teams could be pretty good, but I uh, I, I still two lanes kind of got it on a lot. I can't do it on a Fun Belt weekend. <laughs> at least not be on the receiving end of one of the fun belt games like i i, I can't do that again yeah it's tough all right uh, so we got uh one through 33 all right so, i'm gonna go with 19 okay here's the phone what will Cade mcnamara do in iowa after he promised more offense <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'll be honest i i think Brian Ferentz is going to keep his job. If that's the only met, if the only metric is the offensive points per game, I think he's going to keep his job. Um, yeah. McNamara is infinitely better than Spencer Petras ever was. And obviously mm-hmm. McNamara was a little maligned at Michigan, but he did take Michigan to a college football playoff the, the year before last. Like, yeah, they had a great defense and everything like that, but like he, he got it done when he needed to. So, I think I think they're going to have a below average offense instead of a just absolute dumpster fire of an offense. I'd agree. Will they be uh, will they be a like top fifty offense? I think I think the I think the number we put earlier was for his uh, twenty five points per game is like eighty fifth. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I think I think they'll be in the seventies. Okay. So just below, I'm, I'm, like, that halfway point. Well, it's just going to be, like, 30, 36 points a game or something like that. He would have to score to get to there, and I'm going to feel like a in, in the 70s is, like, 26, <laughs> 26 points for you. Not that much more. 26 to Oh, that's reasonable. Yeah, hell yeah. Give me that. you gotta, you got to remember <laughs> the fucking defense. is the offense. <laughs> so they're going to get there somehow. <laughs> yeah, I... I think they're going to be better. I think Cape McNamara is a really good fit for Iowa. So they are honestly probably going to be my pick to win the Big Ten West, like just looking ahead to next year. Um, because I think, I think Peter Swiss is just really holding that offense back a whole lot. Okay. Um, what do we got? We got one through 32. Two. Let's go eight. Eight. What first-year head coaches do you think will impress you the most this year? Huh. Is this first-year head coaches like never ever been a head coach, or like just in uh, a new job? Just in a new job. Okay. You know what? It's been a- I I think it's going to be fickle. You do. Wisconsin was a low bar. They're not, not a low bar. They were a bad team last year. Fickle's bringing in Phil Longo, which I think was an inspired hire for what that division normally is in terms of their offensive production. I think it's going to be a fun offense to watch. I think it's going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I'm going to have to agree. Uh, I I think well, – wait, no. I'm going to go with Dion. Bring me Dion. 
he he's gonna he's gonna make some noise in his first year. Um, maybe not playoff noise, but definitely Pac-12 championship noise. Um, Ooh. Yep. Okay. Staking my claim. Uh, his son's gonna be a stud that everyone's gonna wish they had on their team as quarterback. Did you guys? So speaking of his son, um, you know that clip of Dion saying that for quarterbacks he only looks for people in like dual parent households. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so Bud Elliott, I saw a tweet from him. He was talking about it, and he's listing off all of these quarterbacks that he would have missed out on. And the very last quarterback on the list was Sugar Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. It made me uh, laugh. Which yeah, I'm, yeah. No. I'm sure Dion was probably like mostly Have, joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that was a – the cut of the video was just – it made me laugh. So Yeah, yeah. he's got to get the hot takes out. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, okay. I, I I can respect that take. I I, th- I think he's gonna long term. I think he's gonna be a great hire for Colorado. Yeah. So that's that's gonna be a fun team to watch this year. Who they play with someone week one that it could be TCU. TCU. Ooh. That's right. Yeah. That, I like yeah. that. That might yeah, be a must watch. That was kind of like TCU's coming out party last year. They just like blew the brakes off of them. Buying yeah. like Colorado last year, they were rough. Yeah. Um, no. Um, no. Matt Rule of. No. No? no, they're they're already whiffing and recruiting. It sounds like Dylan right now is not going to be going to to Nebraska like everybody was thinking he was going to. So i I need to see I need to see something from Matt Rule before. Uh, I think I think second year and third year he could be doing well, but first year it's just going to be a little rough for him. Okay, I'll, I'll try and keep okay. that to a minimum because I think he's on here somewhere. Um. All right, one through thirty-one. Let's go with one. <laughs> okay, are we getting good DJU or bad DJU at Oregon State? <laughs> Ooh. I'd say good. I, I'd I'd say now that he's out, you know, out of that situation in Clemson, I think he's going to do better than he did. Uh, so I mean, that's not saying a lot, but. I, I, I that, say, that's that considered good DJU? I mean that that's considered good, I guess, if it's better than what he was doing. I mean I don't know. I, it's I yeah, I mean it depends on what you define as good DJU. I don't yeah. think he's going to be the DJU that we that a lot oh. of people predicted he could be. Like he's no. gonna be yeah, no. he's gonna be fine. Like yeah. at best he's gonna be fine. And a good quarterback for that program. Yeah, all the love in the world to the Beavs, like he's gonna be probably one of their most productive quarterbacks ever, but like at the end of the day, like it might, I just feel like it's a little too late for him at the college level, at least. Yeah. I wonder who like their best quarterbacks ever are. Wasn't uh, what's his name there, Derek Anderson? Yeah, uh, yeah, yes. Derek Anderson. Yeah, that's that's all I can really think of as far as that goes. Uh, all right, not, not a lot of whole, a lot of options here. Okay, uh, one. Three, right, one more. Yeah, I wonder. Let's do two more. One through thirty. All right. One through thirty. Let's go. Let's cut it right down the middle. Let's do fifteen. Will Bo Nix or Michael Penix be a Heisman candidate? Oh yes, easily. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. Uh, like especially Bo Nix. I mean, after the year he just had, 
he almost was. Wasn't he a candidate? Yeah, he was, uh, he was never allowed. He was there. Are you are you talking finalist? Yeah, finalist. Will Will they be? In I'll, New still York? Yes. Yeah, I'll still say yes. Yeah, yes. One of them I, will be. Yeah, I'll agree. One of yeah. All right, I'm with you guys. I think uh, I think I, I'm honestly leaning more Penix, but but then they're like top yeah. five Heisman odds right now. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's going to be close between them for sure. I mean, it depends on what Bo Nix we get, honestly. <laughs> yeah. All I, right. I, uh, I think one of them will. All right, one through twenty-nine. Let's go with four. Uh. This one you can relate to this. Uh, who will start in the newly crowded Ole Miss quarterback room? Spencer Sanders, Jackson, Dart, or Walker Howard? Oh my God! What a I'm going with Dart. Yeah. I think Dart had still. A, a, yeah, I think he had a decent enough year to somewhat keep his job going in the off season. Um, I mean, you know, they were a couple wins, and they were a couple wins away from making some serious noise. So, um. Yeah, I I think Walker Howard's going to take another year, um, at least before he, you know, unless both of them crash and burn, you know, on the field. But um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a couple years for Walker, which I I, I don't know why he transferred because they just had two guys go in after him. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Spencer Sanders. Uh, I think he wouldn't have transferred to Ole Miss if he didn't have an idea of where he was going to stand on that depth chart. Um, you know, he's got power five starting experience. He's had stretches looking good. He could have gone somewhere to start and be a good football player somewhere else. So I, I think he's going to be – maybe not the whole season. He might get benched. He'll start week one or week zero, whichever week they play first. Got it. All right, let me let me hit you guys with this last one just because it's kind of similar, and I, I know it's, it'll be quick. Who's going to win the Texas quarterback job? Oh, Quinn. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't feel great about he'll that just, answer, but and then he'll just he'll just go to the draft early. Yeah, yeah. he shaved his mullet. I couldn't believe that. Did he? He cut his hair. Yeah, he cut his hair. Not the same. It. No, it's not. That's why Doesn't I don't have feel. Juice. No, I mean, but yeah, I, I'll I take. Think... But that's uh, that's part of the reason I'm not feeling great about that answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I, I I think he's. I think Ewers is definitely going to start just because. Oh, I mean, like he he was balling out in that Bama game before he got hurt. Um, he showed, like you know, he was very very streaky after he came back, but. Um, uh, another year under his belt. I mean, it, it's hard to it's hard to pass up someone with experience, especially starting experience. And, yeah. Um, I I think there are legitimate concerns about Arch's production against the competition that he played against. Like, yep, yep. The few times that he played against good competition, he didn't look great. So I think that's probably going to carry over for a true freshman, which. Is fine. Like they're supposed right. to look like true freshmen sometimes. Um, obviously, Arch has a ton of pressure on him, which I I feel awful for him. I'm sure his sure his uncles have taught him and coached him up on how to deal with it. So he's got a really good support system there. I'm sure. But man, that that's gotta fucking suck having all that yeah. pressure on me. 
Yeah, just because of the name. But yeah, great, great. Let me ask you this one because I don't know if we'll be on together next time. Can Harold Perkins win the Heisman? Oh, I'd say no because if Tyron Matthew didn't win it, uh, it it'd have to be a down year for offensive guys, like a really down year. Um, and it, he's not like returning punts or kickoffs or anything. You know, Matthew was doing that, so he, was, he had more opportunities to score touchdowns and make make explosive plays. Um, Perkins, I mean, Perkins going to come for every other award though that he's able to get. So, yeah, if if Will Anderson didn't win it two years ago, and if exactly, yeah. didn't win it, like it's I don't know what a player can do to win it at this point on the defensive side of the ball. Especially if they're not returning. Exactly. Yeah. That was the, and I, I that think was like the only I think, reason. I think Mason won. Smith being back, he's going to eat exactly. up some of that shit. Yeah, he's going to eat up some of the sacks and everything because he was he was the one celebrating yeah. the FSU game, right? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. It, it, um, it's crazy. I mean, I saw a list. I saw he quoted quote tweeted a list that didn't have him on the top ten returning defensive tackles. And he he was obviously pissed off about that. So I mean, he's gonna be coming out. <laughs> he's gonna be coming out hot. That man is a beast, though. His freshman year was insane. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I've got, I've got, you got any more for us, Bennett? I mean, if y'all want more, but I mean, it's up to y'all. I um, shit. I think I'm gonna keep these going and then just put them all on a ball Let's do one more at the end of the. All right, pick. Uh, I got oh, like yeah. one through uh, one two. I got one through twenty six. You pick Oof, it for us. Hold on. Yeah. Um, okay, so ACC is going no divisions this year. How will it play out? Will we see a uh, Florida State Clemson rematch, or will somebody else sneak in there? I think North Carolina's got a good shot. I mean, they have the best quarterback in the conference. Florida State. True. If. I mean, we could definitely see Florida State, North Carolina. Clemson could be left out. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't have a ton of confidence in North Carolina just because their defense is so bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, they're definitely going to – I don't know. It, it's tough. I'll say yes to the rematch. I think uh, Clemson – and. Proved last year they were still the class of the ACC, mm-hmm. and uh, like North Carolina did, just didn't look like they belonged on the same field when they played, and that was with Drake May. So yeah, uh, I don't think North Carolina added enough this off season to really address that, and they're they're losing some guys that are really important to that offense. So uh, Florida State retains quite a bit of talent, including a probable first round pick that decided to stay for another year. Like people are buying into Norvell's whatever he's doing down there. So yeah, give me, give me the rematch between Clemson and Florida state, but I'll shoot my shot. Give me Florida state as they have ACC champs next year. That's fair. I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. And then, uh, all right. I'll leave this one. Uh, will UGA be the first team to three P since 1934 through 36 Minnesota? No. I'm going with a decently hard no. Too many questions at quarterback. Uh, 
they lost. I mean, I know last year they lost a lot, but I mean, shit, it's the same thing this year. I mean, they lost just as much almost. Um, so it's got to run out at some point, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, there's got to be a down year, um, uh, and a down year considering nine, ten wins. Um, so I, no, I, I think the play. I don't know if they make the playoff. They got they got cupcake schedule. They got nobody. Do they? Yeah, they, yeah I mean they're, they're yeah they they got no out of conference and then uh their west side they don't play LSU Bama um oh shit they don't play A M or Ole Miss I think and they got like Arkansas so got and Mississippi State and Arkansas I think so maybe Auburn yeah Jeez. Miss oh, they, 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 they got, got Ole Miss State. yeah Ole Miss Auburn uh good lord yeah. And that, and then the East, shit, god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Uh, I mean, they're definitely going to be playing in Atlanta. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. The softest snow in the world from me on them three peating. Like, yeah. I. I I agree. The problem, the thing is, I agree with what Grace saying. There's questions at the quarterback position. They have a. They have guys with talent. But they just they don't have the experience that Stetson Bennett did, which is fair because he was forty. <laughs> um, but like I had the same issue, I had the same reservations about their defense last year. I they know. lost. They had like three still, guys they lost, first round. They still lost. Like they're still going to have two guys <laughs> drafted in the first round. You know, like so they, I know. they lost both those guys that they had this year. I know. It's it's just the new Bama with on defense. Like they'll just keep on yeah. reloading, and it, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll agree with um, that for sure. But yeah. um, I'll say I, I'll, I still, yeah, I'll give it a. I still can't believe nobody's three-peated since the '30s, and it was Minnesota that did it. Pretty crazy. Yeah, there's yeah, been some yeah, close ones. There, there's been a, there's been a lot of three out of fours, like um, I'm sure like Nebraska. Yeah, what's his name? Bama. Uh, what, what, who was the coach at Bama? Oh, fucking. They're saving. No, 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 no. Bear. No, no. Bear, Brian. Bear, Bear, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was it's kind yeah. of surprising he did it. Yeah. Yeah, no three peats. There was a lot of three out of fours though. Um, so yeah, I think this might be the off year. But uh, but also did you see Stetson tied our our uh, our favorite boy, Will Levis, for hardest throw at the combine? No, I didn't. I didn't yeah, know they, they measured they, that. Yeah, they I guess yeah. they measure how hard you throw the ball just mile per hour. Um but right, yeah, was, right. Yeah, just they tied each other, and I mean, that's not a good combine. Yeah, he's gonna get. I think he's gonna get drafted like third round. Like, yeah, ooh, I mean, wow. quarterback's always a position. I mean, we're we're expected to get Hendon Hooker in the second. Um, well, have you checked it today? Awesome. It's been <laughs> when when did no. Power sign? Uh oh, no, no, no. They still we we're still projected to get to draft Hendon Hooker and just develop him in the second. Sheesh. It, Maybe after two years, he comes in and replaces Carr. I don't know. Um, day, th- day three is uh, start is the fourth round now, right? Like, uh, yeah, I think so. I think they do four, five, right. six on the last day. Four, four through seven, yeah. Or seven, yeah. Let me ask you all a question. Uh, who do y'all think's the favorite in the West SEC? Still Bama. Yeah, the fa- the favorite. I would say Bama right now. Like if yeah. I, without without looking at betting odds, like that would be my guess. I think because um, I, I probably got Bama as my favorite to win it all still. Really? Yeah. They've got a lot of. Out. 
Figure they got to figure out quarterback yeah, and receivers. I mean, they, they've got some serious questions at receivers. They got a, they got Golden Boy down there now. They're good to go. Tommy Reese is about to be calling them plays. I form. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, much wait, what's hate, the running back situation looking like? As much as I really fucking hate to say it, I think he um, I think uh, next year. What, Dude, what's I his think, name? Yeah. Uh, Trey Sanders. He transferred to TCU. Gibbs is going pro. I don't, I don't know we, who it's we got. Be. We got one of their uh, receivers. We got a great receiver. Uh, the Aaron Anderson, I think, is his name. Yeah. Um, from Bama. I mean, obviously I have bias, but I think it's LSU just because of our certainty at most positions. Just because uh, of what right. we have returning. and Jane Daniels come back? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I'll, I'll ask you this one and then we'll really actually end it. What team is way too <laughs> overhyped in the initial uh, way too early top 10? It's UGA, Ohio State, Bama, Michigan, Penn State, LSU. FSU, USC, Washington, and Tennessee. Who is after FSU? USC, Washington, okay. and Tennessee. My honest answer is going to piss off a decent amount of our listenership here, but uh, Penn State. I, I tend to agree. It's either Penn yeah. State or honest, my semi-hot take is Ohio State. Yeah. Because uh, quarterback situation there is going to be a complete unknown. Yeah. They're about to be, about to be getting Venmos, man. Play better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, I think I might go Tennessee. Yeah, I think uh, – I, I don't know if Tennessee can keep it going. That was uh, – Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean we, I, we'll, we'll have to that see. That question's you know, on here. Right. They, but, they had a – I mean, they had a great quarterback, so – for their program, like, especially college quarterbacks. So, I mean – I don't I, losing him. It, I don't know what they replace him with. So yeah, I'm just gonna have to guess Tennessee. I think it, yeah. I think it's sounding Joe Milton, right? Oh yeah, that's right. They do have Milton. I forgot yeah, about him. Milton. He he looked somewhat pro- promising. He had some. I can't wait for 100 yeah. mile an hour quick slant throws. Yeah. <laughs> like that bowl, that bowl game against Clemson, he fucking tore them up. Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> he shredded them. That was great. Yeah, that was yeah. great. I would. Honestly, not expecting it. I think uh, I think Heupel's I think Heupel's system just works. They just yeah, yeah. They just get open. Like Heupel might be the real deal there. Yeah, I mean they're they're losing probably two top two round wide receivers, but I I don't know if it'll matter. Yeah, they got some guys and like Nico. Nico might be ready by the time like by the end of the season. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, I think it, I think it'll it'll, it'll it'll be like the old Miss situation. It'll it'll start Milton, and then if it it doesn't work out, they'll switch to Nico pretty quick. Yeah, I agree. But no, that'll be yeah. the end of Joe Milton for good. Yeah, finally. But my 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 gut answer with that question though is Penn State because like Drew Aller, five star guy, is going to be the starter next year, but he's an unknown. Uh-huh. And Penn like, State's kind of a kind of a. They're still gotta go through Michigan, like they. Yeah, like, they're they're also just like a guilty until proven innocent team, like like show like waiting on them to show me. You yeah, know. it's about deserving the benefit of the doubt, which right, right, like, like EA Sports, Penn Station or Penn State does not deserve the benefit. Like, 
they just they they've choked whenever they've had the opportunity to prove that they were in that next year program. So yeah, now I was actually thinking about this the other day whenever we uh, did the um, oh t- like the viewer question, which was uh, which teams will never win a championship, and I said Penn State. I think I need to revise that to Penn State under Franklin. Ooh. Okay. I don't know if I don't know if he's the coach that can get it done. He might not be. So he's 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 a pretty good recruiter, all all things considered. But yeah, no, some, I mean he makes some bizarre game X's and O's decisions sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I think I thought I think I think my answer is USC for good. Fucking uh, defense isn't any better. Decided to uh, retain Alex Grinch. I mean, we Taylor, you you beat the drum all year. Like, oh yeah, I did. I mean, like finally got Caleb, proved, finally got proven right. <laughs> Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams is gonna get his, but the the rest of it is just fucking. Yeah, I don't know. Fifty-eight, and fifty-five the, games incoming. Yeah, dude. On uh, on Apple TV, yeah. look for it. <laughs> gonna make gonna make so much money betting on overs in the Pac-12 this year. It's gonna be dude. fucking awesome. Got three Heisman candidate quarterbacks and just zero defense out there. Gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, a USC man. I I don't know if you heard me, Ben, but I said I said it kind of quietly. I think they're gonna make the playoff this year. They'll definitely make it next year when it's twelve. I don't know. Actually, they're, they're playing the big. They're playing in the, yeah, big, playing 10, the big time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember, run into your Ohio states and Penn states and Michigans and you know. Northwesterns, yeah. Giant All cares. right, I've got um, I've got a bunch more of these for next time we're on. Hell yeah, nice. we'll have to do more of them. Yeah, but, there's a there's a ton. All right, <laughs> then feel free to keep adding more too. We'll be here for them. So, all right, well let's uh, let's wrap it up here with that. Thank you guys for hopping on. I know it's been a while, so I was glad we were able to get the boys together and uh, chop it up a little bit. So. Hopefully next time we'll be able to get another group together and we'll be able to get, get another one knocked out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, was good episode. I liked it. Hell good, yeah. Good discussions. And thank you all for listening. So feel free to join the Discord, follow us on Twitter, like, share, review, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, I think. Um, we will see you guys next time. And in the meantime, I know signing day is coming on, but this rule is eternal. Please don't tweet at recruits. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. Leave them alone. They're just kids. Yep. Just send them. Just send them Venmos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give them your money. <laughs> if you if you send them Venmos, you're allowed to tweet. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Night, guys.